Philosophical discussions, hell yeah, and cum jokes. On Star mostly, Trek. mostly cum jokes. Mostly cum jokes. Yeah, a lot of boofing jokes. I think we throw yeah, a lot of those in there. a lot of boofs, a lot of boofs, boofs and goofs. That's what we should call ourselves. Yeah, boofs and goofs, boofs and goofs. That's uh, boofs and goofs about Star Trek. That's yeah. all we do. Absolutely. Welcome, Bo- welcome to boofs and goofs, also known boofs as Soy Trek. Yeah, I'm Comrade Britt, and I'm Comrade Pat. Welcome. He's okay. uh, you're looking awfully stiff today. Am I? Yeah, as a cum rag at least. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. think it looks like you've taken a lot of loads, maybe in the last <laughs> two or three days. I'd say, yeah. like, not yesterday necessarily, because I don't think it dries that fast exactly. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, when you let it dry enough and then you just take it and then wring it out, mm-hmm. it's basically like a big poof of, like, uh, powdered sugar. Int- okay, yeah, because it yeah, dries out. Yeah, it just becomes airborne, like, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, you ever, like, you know, line that up and, you know, take a take a line of that, snort it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's perfectly safe. It's like re- you're reintroducing those fluid, those uh, lost fluids and fl- lost, you know, vitamins and just, like, essence. You're absorbing it back into your body. Right, uh, yeah, your essence, definitely. Yeah. You're, the, the semen is the essence of the body, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's life. It that, is. That, that's life, brother. That's fucking come is life. Life yeah. has come. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on over. I'll give you some. It is kind of nuts. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, oh, it it's is. Kinda, it, well, that's where it comes from. Is your nuts? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh. Just like how. Yeah, it's like wow. That can make life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not our come. Not ours. <laughs> High five. Boom. Boom. Yeah, yeah. We got like, the old snip. You got the doctor snip. You went to a, you literally went to a place called Doctor Snip for yeah. your vasectomy. Yeah, it was great. I didn't even have to take my boots off. I just get my shoes on. Oh wow! I had my uh, hoodie on. Yeah, and he just like he uh, put a just put like a little thing on my uh, piece of paper on my crotch, cut mm-hmm. a hole in it, put my balls out of it, yeah. and operated. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, and he snipped me up, and we were talking the entire time. Right. You love yeah. a chatty doctor while you're getting your balls snipped up. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Mine was like 8.30 in the morning, and I like don't wake up that early. It's yeah. just like the only time they had available, and mm. so I'm just like basically like sleeping my way through the procedure. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was pretty pretty easy. Apparently, um, my friend said that uh, they actually showed their friend our vasectomy podcast because they were like, I want to get a vasectomy, but I think it might hurt. Hmm. And they're like, oh, no, you should listen to this. Oh, nice. It's like, yeah. And yeah, it gives, a, I think, a pretty objective view yeah of what it's like to get a vasectomy yeah i think yeah i mean uh it's 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 incredibly painless which i yeah I was like yeah it's i mean not like not afterwards yeah it's, <laughs> it's not a pain-free process entirely no i mean you're gonna feel like shit you're gonna want to like just vibe and watch tv no for a yeah while. that was only like two days for me where my balls yeah. like really well the thing though is too like my balls hurt after seven days because like you get blue balls you know yeah you know you get horny and like that that kind of builds up and mm -hmm. like blood pools it you know in your balls and shit and yeah. it's like not actually like good for you really <laughs> and it's like nature telling you hey you need to fucking at least like jerk off or something buddy yeah that yeah. first one was so like uh very dangerous for me i just i was just like i don't know how i'm gonna feel mm -hmm. but did kind of hurt but you know mm -hmm. gotta do what you gotta do gotta do yeah wow um so uh, oh yeah, we got to do the Patreon thing. Oh yeah, Hell Patreon! Yeah. We got a Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash/DumbIdiotBS to support us and our other shows. What are our other shows on the Dumb Idiot Bullshit Podcast Network? You might ask. Well, we've also got Prison Breakdown, an academic prison podcast which I produce but do not star in. We've got Soy Trek, which is what you're listening to right fucking now. <laughs> we've got Dumb Idiot Bullshit, the flagship show of the network that we made way after the network was around, <laughs> uh, which is just kind of like random news, comedy, stuff like that. We have uh, Getting Head, a bucket cast, and we have The Media Dungeon. Mm-hmm. All cool shit. So uh, at our Patreon, uh, there's a bunch of different tiers, and you can get all types of stuff. Our top tier for twenty bucks a month, you can get Soy Trek merch mm. that is like based on like Star Trek stuff. It's Star Trek parody merchandise, mm -hmm. which I make for nowhere else anymore because Paramount shut us down. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, they're they're very protective. But since there. this is like a subscription service, I can. You know, I'm not selling these things directly. You're making it for your friends. Oh, I mean, I'm not making it. All these things are already made. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so like, I'm, I'm. It's like, you know, I'm selling off my remaining stock. It's mm -hmm. not selling it off. It's a subscription service where I give you something truly random. Yeah. Like I just decide what to give you. Uh, this this week I sent out actually new stuff, mm -hmm. which was a uh, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin shirts. And you might be like, wait, you're a leftist. What do you mean? <laughs> Well, these are parody shirts, but the, the, um, the one I'm wearing right now says Raytheon, Perpetual War since 1922. Hells yeah. Yeah. So it's obviously like, you know, parody, mm -hmm. satire. It's de definitely just parody. It's yeah. like, yeah. Yep. Doing the parody. Loving, loving the parody. Mm -hmm. So uh, for $10 a month, you get access to... The Media Dungeon. Oh, uh, which is my Plex server. Uh, it's got over 18,000 films. Mm. It's got over 1,700 shows, mm. which is like way more than any other streaming service. Yeah, yeah. Just to put it simply. Like, yeah. uh, Amazon technically has more shows, but all of those have ads. 
Yeah. Basically. And um, you have to give and money all, to... And there's uh, also some rental... And that also includes all their rental ones. Yeah. Like, actually getting a hold of a number of actually how many shows they have for free is, like, very difficult to find. Yeah. And... Yeah, and there's some weird blind spots in their library, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't have it. Like, yeah. Fuck that Bezos. Yeah, I still get Amazon Prime just because I kind of get some materials for my work from Amazon. That's true, yeah. And so I kind of have to rely on that. Um, and Amazon Prime is very helpful for shipping. Mm-hmm. You know, free shipping for a lot of things is very yep. fucking cost effective. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you get free movies and shit in there, too whatever uh for five dollars a month we make you a little producer of the show and say thank you to people just like let's go sam mayo jor moore gursky ethan adams dylan lance david craning sites jordan hale awful star trek drawings which is a great instagram account to check out tim wilkinson shane williams sfc punk seven of nine seb Roberto Molino, Robert Yolito, Papa Poison, Laura Flame, Kyle Simmons, Jose Martinez, James Hartman, Iggy, Gillian McCrary, Gabe Siciliano, D. Riker, Big Strong Boy, Benjamin Van Galen, Asher Pliskin. Abigail Simpson, Skeptic, Shane Sawyer, Nova, Nick Savard, Elizabeth Hearn, John Sincox, Joe DeVideo, and Electric Baphomet. Oh, one more. Our good friends over at the Bruce Campbell Podcast. And they uh, also Anamorphin Time Podcast. They just launched a new podcast called Hate Speech, I think, Hate Speech, mm. uh, which is like they, uh, their first episode is about how they hate Mr. Beast. And each episode, they have, <laughs> they have a new, they have a new uh, person come on and talk about something they hate. I haven't talked to them about it yet, but I'm definitely going to come on and do an I was on actually just thinking today how much because uh. I, I blocked Mr. Beast today because uh. he was annoying the fuck out of me. Uh, Mr. Beast is super annoying. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Uh, and it might not even be his fault. Like, he's systemically annoying. Yeah. Like, the fact that someone like him exists sucks. Yeah, I mean, and also it's just, like, the guise of operating as, like, you know, giving money away. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he, like he's making more money. <laughs> like, the money that he gives away, I think he can actually con- consider as, like, a charitable donation. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he can claim it on his taxes and get it back anyway. Right, and all he's and, doing... And, all he's, yeah. and, he, and for whatever money he's giving away in that video, yeah. he's making probably ten times back right. that amount. So right. it's just like... And that's why I feel like... I mean, I personally feel like charity is bullshit. Like, oh, we, should, it is. we shouldn't have... We should have... No, we should have governmental organizations that actually fill those needs yeah. that charities aim to fill. By, like, taxing every all income over a million dollars by 80%. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I, like, that is honestly what we should be doing in this country I to mean, fulfill. I, I mean, also, like, actually have a progressive tax yeah. when it comes to... Um, Oh, what am I thinking of? Uh, capital gains. Yeah. And so the more like profit you actually make off taxes, the more it's actually taxed. Yeah. Like and and, honestly, and, that yeah, I mean that's because like the charities are just like tax safe havens for mm-hmm. a lot of these people, and and like Mr. Beast like acting under the guise of being like this, you know, 
this mm-hmm. magnanimous man who's giving back in small ways. Like, yeah, he's choosing people to basically act as employees for him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then he's just making like 10 times, you know, he's just making tons of money off of them off, and off of exploiting them and using their stories and making them compete in very humiliating, um, you know, contests, contests, like basically like fucking squid, squid game games. Shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and that's one reason it's, I, it's I, that mixed with like myth busters. And yeah. it's all hosted by a guy who looks like the night manager at a Jack in the box. He, yeah. He looks like he's like a weird rodent or something. And, <laughs> and that's what, that's one reason I, I blocked it. Cause like a video came up where it's just like, yeah, it's just like I put people between the ages of one and a hundred in, in, in glass boxes. I'm like, okay, so we're, we're, we're at the point where we're sh- putting children into glass boxes. Like, yeah. So I was just like, <laughs> yep, I am calling it now. I don't want to see this anymore. I'm tired of this, mm. especially since like, you know, Elon Musk is really pushing him. Cause like, it's trying to, like manufacture the idea that like uh it's profitable to post on twitter Mm -hmm. and using like this complete outlier this like thing you know mr beast should exist outside of like the norm for this considering he's already such a huge figure Mm -hmm. and has and and but he's like you know like oh mr beast just made a quarter of a million dollars but also it was revealed that uh they likely inflated those numbers oh yeah they absolutely did like that you know that's why all the bots are so insane it's just oh, like yeah pussy and bio baby pussy so, and bio yeah it's just like it's, pussy and bio <laughs> pussy and bio so it's uh it's a uh, so such complete fucking shit and i i'm tired of seeing i'm tired of seeing him like i'll punch him mm-hmm. you know or he can give me 50 grand i don't care yeah but fuck him i'm tired of seeing his fucking face yeah me too <laughs> So today we are here to talk about Star Trek. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, the 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 that good shit. Baby. <laughs> uh, so we got uh, the the patrons voted on this one, and this is a mm. uh, benefit you get at any level of our Patreon. Yeah, you can vote on the next episode we watch. Yeah, it's, uh, it was great. This is actually one of my favorite episodes of Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, I kind of just love this sort of like alternative history, mm-hmm. like. Um, kind of stuff it's great hell yeah me too uh so this is enterprise star trek enterprise actually just enterprise yeah uh episode two from season two Mm -hmm. carbon creek this first aired on september 25th 2002 post 9-11 post 9-11 about a year after 9-11 when you think about it damn Mm -hmm. so uh, this is the 26th of 97 episodes produced in Enterprise and the 27th uh, in the release schedule of Enterprise. So, mm. yeah, it was released uh, after another episode that was made before it. So, uh, it's the 655th episode released in all of Star Trek. Yeah. Um, the teleplay is by Chris Black. Uh, who's best known for doing 14 episodes of Enterprise, including Singularity, The Breach, uh, First Flight, and Doctor's Orders. Mm, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then it is direct... Uh, it, the story is by Rick Berman, Brandon Braga, and Dan O'Shannon, but, you know, we... I, I, don't, I, don't I, know, know. I, I think I know what... Uh, um Rick Berman added, added to, to the story. Oh, yeah. I definitely know what he added <laughs> yeah, to the story. A hundred percent. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk time. about it. I mean, but it's pretty obvious. It's like you know, Rick Berman probably you know got that credit because he's just like, you know what? I got an idea, yeah. <laughs> and that's all he added. To what this if there's feet? <laughs> 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 um, so uh, 
The episode is directed by James Contner, who directed five episodes of Enterprise, including Dear Doctor and Minefield. It's interesting to note mm. that except for the people who wrote the story, uh, like the director and the writer did not work on any previous Trek before. Yeah, Enterprise. that's interesting, yeah. But the, you see a lot of that in Enterprise. There's a lot of people in Enterprise that are only credited ever at working on the show. I think it was like a deliberate try for like Rick Berman mm. specifically to like change his production team from the Star Trek production team because you know, you look at like the Voyager writer room and the DS9 writer room and they're dominated by people who worked on TNG. Yeah. Right. And uh, and yeah, and you know, Rick Berman didn't like a lot of the ideas that like DS9 writers had. Yeah, which is I think why he like moved over and did like Voyager because yeah, you can tell a lot because yeah, like a lot of the episodes, yeah, they don't really like resemble any of the like you know TNG DS9 or Voyager. No, episodes. no, they're a lot more like militaristic and like yeah, especially after 9/11. Yeah, a lot more like like neoliberal or kind of neoconservative in a lot of ways yeah. in their approach to politics. It's kind of weird, yeah. Mm -hmm. But this isn't really one of those episodes. No, it's a good. No, no. It's a great episode. I like it. Yeah. Uh, you want to you want to get on this hobby horse and ride it down, baby? Let's get on it. I'll be on now. What does that even mean? We open with T'Pol, Archer, and Trip in the mess hall, and Archer pours some wine for the others to celebrate. Well, it was like their captain's quarters or captain's dining area. Oh, is it the captain's dining? Yeah. Area? Okay. Yeah. Um, but Archer pours some wine for the others to celebrate T'Pol being on the ship for one year. Yeah. She appreciates the sentiment, but says she's simply doing her duties. Mm -hmm. Archer says he's filling out a crew survey on her as a formality, and she's doing the same for him. <laughs> I like how she was like unfazed by that, mm -hmm. but when she like when she flipped it back on him, he's just like, Whoa. "You are, oh yeah. god, oh no, <laughs> you're reporting back to me to high command. <laughs> They're oh, gonna geez. know what I do in private." <laughs> um, so Archer does have a question about a five day leave to pull had at Carbon Creek, Pennsylvania. Though. Mm -hmm. She took a trip to Earth on leave. Uh, she said she went on a personal matter. Interesting. Mm. Uh, trip prize, and Topol says she wanted to visit the site of first contact. Archer says, no, that took place in Montana, and Topol yeah, disagrees. Bozeman, Montana. She says, uh, and like, and she's like resistant to kind of tell him more about it, but Trip's like, hey, no, tell us a story. And she's like, okay, my great-grandmother was there. Do you want to hear a story? Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah. And then we have the opening credits at uh, 2.40 here. I think it's a very concise opening, very tight for how the, the episode goes. Yeah. Good opening. Yeah. So we go back in the past, and to Paul's great-grandma, who we will call to grandma for this entire episode because that's how I wrote it in my notes. It's like to pack or something like Tamir. that. Tamir. Tamir, yeah. Yeah, because like... I, they only say it like a couple times yeah. and so I just like didn't pick it up the first time and I'm like, to grandma, whatever. Yeah, she's named after the Mir space station. Oh, okay, Tamir. Okay, yeah. that's that's cool. So... Yeah. Also, yeah, there, also like I found out something else like mm -hmm. with the names. Like I was just like I didn't know before. Like I was doing some research like, oh, I didn't know that, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah. It'll, it'll make sense later. So to grandma is also played by Jolene Blalock who plays Topol. Yeah. So this is like a Tapol episode. Yeah, they don't even give her a different haircut or anything. No. no. <laughs> so uh, her ship is investigating the launching of Sputnik in Earth mm -hmm. or orbit when a malfunction occurs. 
Uh, isn't in the present trip asks how it could have been to Pull's great grandma over 200 years ago and Archer reminds him how long Vulcans live mm -hmm. which is like he should know that yeah um, to Paul refuses to reveal her age and continues the story yeah I don't think yeah it's not revealed to like never the final. ask a lady her age yeah it's not revealed to the final season like mm -hmm. yeah she's like 66 right right yeah damn that's a gilf right there baby yeah yeah, like she reveals it to Trip, and Trip is like, "I had sex with you." <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah. you're the oldest broad I ever fucked. <laughs> yeah. um, so, the subspace transceiver was damaged in the crash, and they run out of food and go looking, find a deer, and one of the Vulcans suggests they eat it. Yeah, Mistral, I think. Yeah, says. Mi Mistral says that, yeah. and I, I never caught the name of the other guy. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember his name, but yeah, but he is called he's called Mo. Yeah, he's called Mo. We'll call <laughs> yeah. him Mo. Yeah, yeah we'll call him Mo. Uh, so Mistro wants to eat the deer, and Mo is incredulous. And they say there's a settlement of about six kilometers away, and they can get there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, uh, Mistral goes to get the deer. Yeah, oh, I, I like how um, I do like uh, their outfits. Like I do like mm -hmm. the. Uh, um, vintage uh, Vulcan outfits that they're wearing. Yeah, the production on this episode is really good, actually. It's, yeah. it's, it's got a good, like, you know, like throwback 1940s, 50s feel to it. Yeah. 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 And, pretty... also, and I think I was talking, I was talking with uh, Lucy the other day, it was just mm -hmm. like about how, like, you know, and there's a big discussion about, like, just, you know, now episode, you know, TV seasons are typically just 10, 10 episodes now. Right, right. And we don't really get to have like the these sort of epi these money saving episodes that are just right. like that. That are like let's do use the fucking old town backlot. <laughs> yeah. Fucking set. Yeah. We, we've already got like a thousand costumes. Yeah. It's just like you know we had you know we had in TNG we had like you know you know the 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 uh, backlot episodes you know whatever like, like you know old west town or cave right, episodes right. you know. Mm -hmm. and, and I and and does give opportunity to actually do something interesting, do like something interesting with a story instead mm -hmm. of like having to rely on like, you know, expensive million dollar space battles. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and this is like, and this is really evident of that, where it's like there's very little like, sci-fi gadgetry, like a couple times. Yeah, but there's a couple if it like advances the plot, but other than yeah. that, like it kind of avoids that. Yeah, and it's a great, it's a it's a great it's a great story. Yeah. So. In the town, that when they get there, everything's old-timey. Uh, the Vulcans try on human clothes, and to Grandma puts her shirt on backwards. And this is like, and this is the Rick Berman scene. Yeah, definitely. Like you see the silhouette of Tamir through through a bedsheet, mm -hmm. and like uh, it's provocative. It's very provocative. Like you see full-on nips. Mm -hmm. Like like Give me them nips. <laughs> like I was just like. Oh yeah, this is this is something that Rick Berman said that should have been added, like mm -hmm. to have like this ver this the silhouette of of Jolene just like coming through this bedsheet and where he no. leaves nothing to the imagination. It's just like this mm -hmm. could have been done without this, but you know, this is very Rick, it's, it's, very Rick. Yeah, yeah. It's Rick, very Rick, and it's, it's Rick's dick. Rick's yeah. dick makes the decisions. You mm -hmm. know what they say. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the background music for the scene has an incredible fretless bass part. Mm. It's like really good, and I was like jamming <laughs> on. I'm like, damn, damn, this is, they got someone good for this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, some dudes are listening to baseball in a truck, and the Vulcans muse on this. They decide to enter a bar for sustenance. Yeah, it's it is funny. Like you know, I'm guessing because they don't like maybe they're not they are not able to read English, but they go do walk right by a cafe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and go right to the bar instead. Just mm -hmm. like maybe we can find food here. Yeah, 
It's weird. Yeah, I guess like they haven't done first contact yet, so yeah. they probably maybe they they gotta understand like standard English or you know. The, yeah, I'm wondering if they did like before or crash landing. They they. But this is in the time when there's no standard, so yeah. we don't know if standard is actually English or if that's just how it's like translated for the viewer. Yeah, of Star like Trek. This, it's clear like they probably <clears throat> had done research beforehand, like mm -hmm. the, of Earth languages and sure. new English. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they enter the bar and nobody cares. They notice humans still use currency. Yeah. They're like, they haven't got Bitcoin yet? What the <laughs> fuck? What kind of backwards ass shit is this? What's going on? Right? Um, so they ask for anything free from the bartender and get pretzels and water. They say there was an, they were in an accident and some guy offers to give them a lift before challenging a kid to pool. Mm -hmm. Uh, the game pool. Like, he doesn't challenge him to go to the pool with him. That'd be really creepy. No. Uh, the, the Vulcan man offers to play pool, calling it simple. Yeah. The human says if the Vulcan wins, he will pay him. But if not, to grandma has to have a drink with the guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Tamir's pissed because mm -hmm. I'm guessing, yeah, she's kind of like their captain died in the um, in the crash landing. Right, right. He was and one of four people on the ship. And, yeah, yeah, and Tamir's like their... Um, the second in command mm -hmm. and so she's just like i'm doing the talking but mistral's just like you know you know he's he's definitely like you know this is start of like a lot of his like you know just going against against her orders and doing right. what he wants and yeah because yeah he's, he's got his he's got his own ideas of like what he wants to do yeah he's 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 more interested in the culture aspects of humanity and yeah and, and wants to interact with them because yeah she's like a geologist and yeah. he's more like i don't know a sociologist or something yeah so, so he's he's fascinated by human culture all mm -hmm. right from the get-go and yeah just like ignores her when she's just like mm -hmm. no i'm don't enter this contest with this man i'm gonna have to socialize with him right <laughs> So, uh, Mistral kicks the guy's dick in, and uh, yeah. they use the money to get groceries. Yeah. Uh, he calls a frozen meal cryogenics. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, well, maybe you should... And like, oh, they, I didn't know they, they explored cryogenics. It's like, well, maybe you should have asked the asked the, uh, the storekeep if you're so <laughs> keen on talking to everyone. But yeah, it was like... Um, yeah, I did, I did like this a lot. And I just thought it was funny that they did buy, like, TV dinners. Because, <clears throat> mm -hmm. like, how are they going to heat them up? I mean, they, yeah. <laughs> One assumes they'll like find a place to stay. Yeah, like, but I was just imagining them <laughs> taking it back to their. Uh, I wish we got to see them actually eat the TV dinners. Yeah, me too. And I'm guessing, like, yeah, I mean, clearly, like, they couldn't maintain like a vegetarian Vulcan diet. Mm -hmm. You know, they're clearly eating like the shitty uh, TV dinner turkey or whatever <laughs> it was. <laughs> Um, I would have really loved at this point if they like took a hard turn and made this like a pool movie, like a pool hustler movie. Oh yeah, uh, you know episode like you know yeah, it could like have been Sting or whatever. Yeah, it could have been um, uh, pool hall junkies. Yeah, like they're just like they're just like yeah, like Mistral just like ends up like he starts he starts out small, just like like taking Carbon Creek for all it's worth, and then mm -hmm. like he takes it to the big time. Right, right. <laughs> going to the big city you see i'm going to philadelphia <laughs> hey but we don't know we don't know like we we could be writing like another episode of enterprise of, of yeah, enterprise. enterprise season five baby yeah yeah um so back in the present trip says this story sounds indulgent and like an episode of the twilight zone <laughs> and it kind of does yeah um so back in the past and it's probably based on an episode of the twilight zone on honestly <laughs> yeah 
So back in the past, the Vulcans take uh, the Vulcans take whatever employment they can until they find rescue, doing plumbing, mining, and sweeping up the bar. Mm-hmm. So Mo uh, Mo is the plumber, uh, Mistral is the miner, and then uh, to Grandma is sweeping up the bar. Yeah, she, yeah, she's just like, yeah, she's, yeah, basically like the uh, bar back. Yeah, and she has hair that like covers her ears and never moves apparently because yeah. no one ever sees her ears. Whereas no. like Mistral and Mo like, I oh, mean Mo, 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 I guess yeah, has, Mo like, also has hair. hair. Yeah. yeah, it's weird that their hair like never moves and no one ever sees their ears. No. No. Yeah, that's very. They must that's have very, very thick hair. Yeah, especially like considering like I mean already like a lot of the townspeople are already creeping on Tamir. Oh, so I I would too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah. But, so it's just like it's a it's incredible like no one has like got was gotten fr- got fresh with her. Mm-hmm. But I mean like the they're 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 really painting like the townspeople of Carbon Creek as being like very like you know. You know, homie, homie, kind of just like all shucks type, the type. salt of the earth people. Yeah, no. n- n- not really creepy or too predatory. So I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't know. That could have been scenes that were cut out. Scenes Rick Berman intentionally tried <laughs> yeah, to put in. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if Jolene Babak has any sort of like stories. I bet she does. Yeah. I mean, like she she was like exploited on that show. Yeah, like, like that, that show is like softcore to porn. Yeah, they definitely like uh, exploit a lot. You know, they're they're just like, well, you know, uh, Topol's gonna take her uh, outfit off in this one. And it's mm-hmm. just like, hmm, what does that do this work? Well, mm-hmm. no, we're yeah. just gonna you know, a lot of sensual uh, foot massages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, we know where this is going. So, uh, in the bar, Mistral is talking with a bartender about atomic tests. Uh, when her son, the bartender's son, ponies up to the bar and asks to play pool, saying it will be a great test of geometry because uh, he has a geometry test mm. the next day. And uh, he also says he's uh, going to college mm-hmm. and uh, he's got a scholarship to it and someday he wants to be like a physicist or something. Mm. And Mistral's like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is one of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So at their home, the Vulcans are being domestic with each other. When one, uh, when Mo comes in, and says it's not tolerable for him to be a plumber and be called Mo because of his haircut. Yeah, it's it's one of their stooges. Yeah, and it, it's funny because I don't I don't know his actual name. They might say it in the episode, but I just know him as Mo. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. I always missed his name. Actually. Mm. I kind of like missed Mistral's name uh, when I saw this episode before, and then like I I, I got it only because like uh, we used to work next to a restaurant called Mistral. Oh, really? Yeah, that was mm. like yeah, right on the corner there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I have a story about a waitress from there. Um, <laughs> so to Polk's kin, uh, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, to Polk's grandma to grandma says. She's afraid the civilization is on the brink of destruction because of the atomic tests. Mm. The other Vulcan doesn't agree, uh, Mistral doesn't agree, having watched a lot of television, specifically Cinemax. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've masturbated to a lot of this, what they call soft core. <laughs> and I must tell you, I think they will survive. Uh, they will survive. Uh, I, ca- I kind of actually wish, like, you know, I wish they 
in their house, like because they, mm-hmm. they they're able to like save up and buy and and get a get a room get a get an apartment. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish like this be, was in the 1950s yeah. when like that was possible. Yeah, I know they're just oh. like they're just like working for peanuts, but like yeah, I, I did. They literally w- paid their mortgage in peanuts, yeah. and they allowed them to because they were white. Yeah, <laughs> and like uh, I, but I was kind of thinking like I w- I would have liked if they had actually like started to like do the aesthetics of their home where like their Vulcan home world. <laughs> that would have like, been interesting. It's yeah. just like it's just like they they like, like everything. And, there's a layer of sand on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> there's candles everywhere yes. and like and whether little like you know like uh meditation areas and mm-hmm. it's like you know and so it's got a big like science fair volcano <laughs> yeah and someone would have come in and been like what the fuck is <laughs> but, you know <laughs> um so mistral says humans just haven't realized their potential yet mm-hmm. uh to grand pole says if they're discovered the humans will destroy them yeah which is also funny like he's just like look how compassionate they are look how mm-hmm. they accepted us but you know if it was like one of uh, Tuvok's uh, ancestors who had, had crash landed. Like, oh, he, oh, that would from, be a different motherfucking that, story. That would have been a different story. Oh, man. Which also would have been a very interesting story just because, like, I oh, mean, they a- X-Files... They, God, they could have done a fucking, like, Far Beyond the Stars with that shit. Yeah, but... also X-Files kind of had an episode like that mm-hmm. where um, it turned out, like, one of the first uh, black... Um, like, uh, it had a story where, like, a black... Um, uh, baseball player was actually oh. an alien. Okay. And so it kind of dealt with like that sort of like, you know, he's, you know, he, he's an outsider and he's also, a, you know, an outsider, you know, he's kind right, of dealing right. with dealing with prejudice because he's like posing as a black man in like 19, mm-hmm. you know, fifties, you know, America. And, sure. And just sort of, he's, a, he's facing this sort of racism mm-hmm. as an alien. But yeah, that would have been interesting to have like, yeah, like, you know, he's, he's suffering, you know, racism and and bigotry but not because he's like a vulcan and an actual extraterrestrial but because yeah he's happens to have black skin Mm. yeah um yeah but they're you know they're all white passing so they're able to yeah (laughs) get get an apartment and and interact with these people in pennsylvania Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh mistral says he needs to go make a repair to the ship so he can catch i love lucy later that night yeah. <laughs> uh, What's good for him? But he's not going to the ship. No. He's going on a date with that bartender. Which showing like he's um you know, Vulcans are supposed to tell the truth and he's being purposely deceitful. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. yeah f- first first contact indeed. The first contact, yeah, he's, he's oh, learned yeah. how he's learned the human art of lying. Yeah, yeah. More like, fir- <laughs> more like first contact. Yeah. <laughs> first first get 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 get. Yeah. Uh so after their date yeah, do they record like the first like alien to human blowjob? I Maybe. think that should be recorded. That's a significant achievement, right? Yeah, I mean, like I'm sure Mistral experienced all of that. Absolutely, <laughs> Mistral, Mistral went all in. And you gotta, you gotta think too. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it at the end, but like he's got to have pawn far, and like on yeah. Earth, that could be a serious, seriously bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, after their date, the bartender asks Mistral what he's hiding under his hat, because he's been wearing a fucking, like, you know, beanie the whole time, like (laughs) a fucking hipster. Uh, And he asks her what happened to her husband, and she says he just left. And then they kiss. He says... Very awkwardly. Yeah, yeah. He says he's surprised, but it was very pleasant. Uh, And he definitely came in his pants. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, She says they've got company, 
and to grandma is staring at them. <laughs> yeah. So Mistral exits the car and goes to her. And she's not, and the bartender isn't disturbed by this because no. uh, Tamir is standing there like an insane person. I like, think it's supposed to be like, he probably said it's like his sister or something. And so his yeah. sister would could be weird like that. In but the still, he, d- it, it, despite anyone who it is, like if you're like making out in a car and then you look over and like someone is just like staring at you. like Oh, that makes me come. <laughs> but, mm. but she's like also like taking a broad stance where she's just like. Oh, she is. Yeah. <laughs> she's taking the power stance. She's taking a power stance, just mm. staring at them with daggers yeah. in her eyes. Hell yeah. But yeah, it just it was just very funny. But she's not like you know the bartender's like, well, that's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> um. So to Grandma grills him, and he says he knew she wouldn't understand. To Grandma orders him not to have more contact with the woman, but he says their mission is over, and they may never leave Earth. Yeah, just pretty fucked up, man. That would suck. That suck to think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of it'd be. Every year would be harder and harder to blend in because mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like they have very obvious, um, <laughs> you know, ears. And I was also surprised, like that. No, you know, this is like the 1950s, and so and I'm I'm surprised there was no um, accusations of them being spies. Right, exactly. Because it's during the Cold War, so you're and they just, just like, show up in a town. Yeah, show up in a town. No, they have no. Um, they don't have any sort of like identification or, and they also have a very weird way of talking. And that's and that's mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking about uh, recently, just how. Yeah, these these were, these people would have been hung, dude. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was kind of thinking like how it is interesting, like like accents, like there is no like you know. Vulcan specific accent like obviously like when everyone talks mm-hmm. in Star Trek they talk with like whatever accent they were you know born with or you know gr- grew up with mm-hmm. like you know it's just like you know a, a British actor playing a you know Vulcan is going to have a British accent you know etc <laughs> and so it's just like we don't think about like like aliens would ha- naturally have like a weird accent mm-hmm. taking on English like they wouldn't be able to they would they would have a very bizarre way of talking and and that doesn't really come through at all <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, you think that would like be like they'd be like what's that accent but you know it's not something that we can really you know we can't imagine what that would even sound like coming from a from a human mouth or, mm-hmm. or imagine what a vulcan accent would sound like you know indeed so um where are we at the bar to grandma is closing up when the young kid happens upon her because uh, it's i guess it's the son of the bartender yeah uh to grandma says she was about to meditate and she's like holding a candle yeah they talk about meditation geometry and sputnik and then the kid leaves yeah and he kind of looks like he's trying to like hit on her yeah i mean i would too <laughs> so down in the mines the Vulcan, uh, the Mistral, declines an invitation to a baseball game when suddenly an explosion happens. Uh, and over 20 men are trapped. Mm. Later, he uh, brings the other two Vulcans down to use their technology to free the men. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Grandma says they can't do this as it breaks their version of the Prime Directive. Yeah, interfering with their culture and yeah. like in, infecting it directly. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mistral is fully human-pilled and totally people core here. <laughs> yeah, he's totally. And he's like, yeah. no, no, we got to help. Yep. Like, they've helped us. We got to help them. Yeah. And he makes a pretty compelling point. Yeah, yeah those people like, are my friends. Like, yeah, I, he, he I talks just... about, like, their empathy and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and he's, like, gaining human empathy and yeah. stuff by being with them for so yeah, long. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's pretty cool. 
and it's logical. And they it's don't talk logical. about logic at all in this episode, really, which is kind of strange for Vulcans, right? Yeah, like it doesn't come up once, and they're all they're, they're super into into logic, and yeah, they're they're usually logic build. Yeah, they're usually logic build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so they're not they don't use that as an argument like why we shouldn't be like interfering in human affairs, like mm-hmm. like you know logically like using our advanced technology to free them mm-hmm. you know opens us up to like greater scrutiny mm-hmm. because it's like okay well how did you move how did you make this hole in the wall right right <laughs> you know it's just like but i mean you know the the idea is to like hide it uh, well yeah. enough to where like and you know if a miracle happens and you can't like prove how it happened mm-hmm. some people will just be like fine that's yeah. cool yeah, yeah that's fine yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of scrutiny for, for like miraculous things that happen. Yeah, that like save twenty people's lives. Yeah, you know, most people aren't like, I think it's a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, it was aliens. Yeah, they're mostly just like, oh, that's good that they survived. Yeah, it's crazy that also yeah. saves them from any sort of like, like you know, suspicion that they may be Russian assets or something. Because, true, true. Because like, yeah, like I, I, it is funny that that isn't an angle that appears at all in this episode, considering how bizarre they look. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like even like I think like Enterprise does a good job of especially playing up the fact that like you know uh, Vulcans have green blood because they ha- do have sort of like a greenish complexion to them. Yeah, like this this Vulcan. I mean, they could have never gone to the doctor while. They were there so yeah. it's crazy that like a foreign species going to earth didn't get infected by them with anything and yeah. they didn't infect the vulcans with anything that's true like how does that happen like every mm. every time a fucking civilization meets another civilization for the first time there's fucking all diseases and shit man also one thing that that wasn't commented on was like especially this is the first time they've actually like been around humans they don't once mention the smell they don't because like because vulcans have a very heightened senses and they think humans stink they do yeah (laughs) which which is like a thing even in like tos yeah 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 and i think and especially in like you know and like i think one of the first episodes of enterprise like to is like putting on like smell suppressant underneath underneath their nose you know no one really talks about the smells of star trek that much yeah i mean there is some discussions in enterprise especially like the first time they go to a klingon ship like you know i think trip mentions like wow that stinks (laughs) yeah and then like the the scent of wharf is discussed in an episode of ds9 Mm mm-hmm uh, yeah, there's there's uh, occasional talk of like stench and stuff, and like yeah. mo- sometimes it's used as like a Klingon insult, like uh, mm-hmm. you know, I in I think the House of Quark, uh, fucking I think Worf says to uh, um, Gorka's aide something like, uh, "What's that stench?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some shit like. That. Oh yeah, he's like, "Ah, oh, I smell a patak." Yeah, some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Um, Patak says what? Patak says what? <laughs> what? Patak. Um, so, uh, so they do find out like fucking uh, Mistral becomes a hero. They know he saved everyone because mm-hmm. he just like comes in on the room of men and they're like, "Whoa, he saved us and shit." Yeah. Uh, but no one ever discovers the truth. No. They hide it well enough. Who cares? Yeah. He saved them all. He's a hero. Cool. Mm-hmm. So several months later, the Vulcans get a call from a rescue team. Yeah. They finally gotten their distress signal. After they had accepted that they were probably never going to be saved. And right, right. Like, this is our new home. Mm-hmm. Um, they got their distress signal, and they're going to be there in three days. So they're like, meet us at the crash site. We'll come get you. And it's crazy no one has encountered the crash site. 
Yeah. They're there for how long? Like, I assume several months. Yeah, it's weird no, there's, like, mining in this town, but no logging or anything. Because mm -hmm. you think, like... Because there's lots of trees. Like, yeah. I think... I, it's supposed to be Pennsylvania, but, like, it's clearly filmed in, like, the California Redwoods. Oh, of course, <laughs> so, of course. Yeah. So, like, um... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's incredible. Yeah, there's no one stumbles upon this site, whether it you know be like an outdoorsman or you know you know like a hunter, you mm -hmm. know something like that, or or any sort of like loggers or anything. It's just like yeah, it just stays there, and it's a huge ship. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy like no one saw it fall. You know, yeah, it wasn't. Crash. It didn't appear on any radars in during the Cold War. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it wasn't 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 noticed uh, by the townsfolk. You know, mm -hmm. you know, something entering our atmosphere at a very high rate. You know, yeah, no one, no one heard the, it. No, no one during those months like went like hunting or anything. Yeah, like, exploring around that that like whole area was just like completely abandoned. Six kilometers from a small town. Also, were they able to retrieve the wreckage? I. I imagine so. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if we saw that or not. No. Um, so while to grandma is sweeping the street, young kid uh, comes upon her. And by young, I mean this kid's like 18. Yeah, yeah, he's about to go to college. Yeah, he's about to go to college. So he asks uh, where she's leaving to because he heard she's leaving, and she says uh, back home up north. Yeah, very suspiciously. Yeah. It's like, well. And he's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, everyone just said that. Like, I think most people would like ask what, a follow-up like question. Like, yeah, 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 most people would ask a follow-up question. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we're, we're, we're up north. Like, what, New York, Connecticut? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, it's like where, where are you talking in relation to us? And it's right, just like, right. oh. Because, like, north from Pennsylvania, there's not much except for Canada. It's, like, northeast yeah. of Pennsylvania. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So, um the kid admits that he's not going to college because he couldn't come up with tuition money. He says he might go into the mines. Which, uh, honestly, like, in 1950s, like, how much was college going on that much? Yeah, <laughs> right? That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, like, in... Like fucking, you could like work a weekend <laughs> yeah. at a yeah at, at his fucking mom's bar, sweeping up for yeah. that money, dude. And he yeah. could have paid his way all through college. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> and he already had a tuition or a, a scholarship. Like, yeah, what the fuck? That's Damn. a great point. That's a huge plot hole. That's <laughs> yeah. an enormous plot it's, hole. It, dude. it was definitely taking like two thousands idea of college and applying it to nineteen fifties. Right. Right. So, um, young kid wishes to grandma good luck and says, I hope you'll come visit again soon. Yeah. She's like, I'll try. So, uh, kid's mom, the bartender, says she he took the college boards and uh, got the highest score in the county and says it's not fair. She says this to, to grandma in the bar. Mm. Um, and so... Uh, to grandma goes on a little trip and yeah, she's showing that she's like she's concerned mm -hmm. she wants to she wants this boy to succeed she, yeah. she she herself fell into the mistral trap mm -hmm. so to to grandma goes back to the ship mm -hmm. and finds something there and then takes a little train ride and she has this great outfit going on here yeah it's a really cute 1950s yeah outfit. she she was using her time on earth to accessorize oh 100 percent. she learned fashion fast baby yeah <laughs> so it's only logical to be this bad you think and it's funny because like they they stole their their first set of outfits mm -hmm. it's interesting like in such a small town it's interesting that like no one was just like huh 
my favorite shirt went missing or right, my favorite right. dress went missing. And then they just see them walking through the streets wearing it. It's just like, uh, <laughs> 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 but clearly they, 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 they make it, they've been making like money hand over fist in this time. So, oh yeah. Hustling pool, hustling, sweeping pool, floors, sweeping floors uh, to grandma, mining. to grandma is like, she's like a geologist and she could like go make money, especially yeah. in a mining town Yeah, doing that. And instead she's like, uh, I sweep floors. Well, I think people would be very suspicious of, like, you know, like a woman. She, she could be like, I'm from Canada. Yeah, I'm from oh. Canada. They've, they've, yeah, they give women <laughs> degrees there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the grandma goes into a corporate office, and she shows a businessman Velcro, and it mm-hmm. blows his fucking mind. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, can you, you imagine you're if you kidding saw, me? Can you imagine if you saw Velcro for the first time, dude? Like, that w- that would wreck my shit. You're you're not wrong. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, wait, so it's like, but I'd have to see like a practical application for it, because otherwise, I'd be like, okay, it sticks together. What do you do? Like, yeah. But then if you showed me like a pair of pants with Velcro on it, I'd be like, oh shit. Or like a or, oh, or a Velcro shit. wallet. No, no, you'd have to show me a pair of cargo <laughs> pants. It's cargo pants or nothing, baby. And this is where Car- I found cargo pants are like the pinnacle of Velcro <laughs> technology. We yeah. we only went down from there. We only went down. There's no better use for Velcro yeah. than a pair of cargo pants. That's very true. Mm-hmm. But this is where I found out an interesting fact because I was like, uh, I found out like the inventor of um, the real inventor of uh, Velcro mm-hmm. was a Swiss inventor sure. with the last name. Mistral. Oh. So Mistral is named after the okay. the, uh, the uh, real inventor of Velcro. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. That at least gives like some credit. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Yeah, where credit's due. Okay. Okay. That's all right. So uh, back at the... Uh, she... He, he, the dude just gives her like a fucking giant wad of cash for the, <laughs> yeah. the piece of Velcro. He's like, yeah. let me give you all of these old $50 bills. <laughs> yeah. Like all of them. All of them. And, it, and it's also like kind of like um, doing the scene from um, Voyage Home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where uh, oh, the, the, the uh, uh, aluminum. The yeah, transparent aluminum. aluminum. Yeah, 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 where like um, Scotty basically gives them like the most insane technology. Like like here to pull is very restrained she's mm-hmm. like looking in an entire ship full of futuristic inventions and she's like let me give him something that's just like dumb and like yeah. useful for a few things but like isn't gonna give him warp technology no yeah before before they're ready for it yeah. like like fucking scotty gives them aluminum mm-hmm. that's transparent yeah <laughs> like it's like and like uh and it has like greater greater strength and, and resilience than normal aluminum but it's mm-hmm. also transparent like glass it's right. just like what are you doing scotty you're, right. you're just you just like sh- you just shot human development forward like a hundred years <laughs> right yeah it's, yeah we can like yeah just like no one's ever dying from a glass accident again <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like, fucking aluminum is glass now. Yeah, you think that would irrevocably change human history. It would. And, like... It did. I mean, yeah. the transparent aluminum around here is, like, so useful. Like, yeah. I, my Diet Pepsi is in transparent aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, recyclable. Yeah, it's recyclable, but it's just it's just funny. Like, he's just like, you know, I'm just going to go full hog. But I guess they did need... They did need transparent aluminum, so it's like, they did. You know, like we, we need you guys to produce it, mm-hmm. but still, yeah. Come on, Scotty. Yeah, it was a, it was a plot point where I think they thought the story through, and they're like, as ridiculous as that is, 
like this does actually make sense to include in there and people yeah. like big nerds will be asking like uh okay i don't think laugh <laughs> would really work in a you know yeah but yeah, it, yeah and then of course yeah and yeah, they're they're just acting like they're they're doing all the chaotic goblin shit. Where yeah, like you know, um, Bones is given like a pill that grows kidneys to people. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> they're just, they're just acting crazy. But, yeah, yeah. So uh, back at the Vulcan's house, uh, the Mistral reminisces about humans and names all their strengths. He says that he plans to stay on Earth. Yeah. Uh, he says they're on the verge of countless advancements. And he has a chance to observe a developing civilization. Mm -hmm. I think he's like an anthropologist or something like that. So he's really into that. Yeah. He wants to jerk off on that. Which, you know, it makes sense. It's like, you know, at this point, you know, Guinan is on on Earth. True. (laughs) If you imagine. Like, um, uh, Data's head is also buried somewhere on Earth. So there's lots of shit going on. There is quite a bit of shit going on. You're not wrong. (laughs) Um, So... uh, to grandma wonders if it's about his girlfriend. I was like, you, yeah. you stay for that girl? <laughs> uh, he says, no, it's not yeah, about never, that. I can't remember the bartender's name. Yeah, me neither. I don't yeah. know. She's, she's a bartender, yeah. and her son is the bartender's kid. Yeah, bartender's kid. That's fine. And we don't then even there, know Moe's name. There's, then there's pool guy. Yeah, yeah, pool guy. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Which makes him sound like sexy and like he's a pool guy. You know? Nah. He's the hot pool guy. <laughs> You know, you're a bored housewife. He's a hot pool guy. <laughs> no, he's just a guy that plays pool and drinks all day. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty sexy in itself, you yeah, gotta admit. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so Mistral says it's not about his girlfriend and that he's gonna leave her and go to larger cities. He doesn't say he's gonna nah, leave her, but it's implied. Say. Unless nah. she moves with him. But that's kinda depressing though. Yeah, it is. You know. So uh, Mo says the council won't allow it, and to Grandma says she can get him on the next survey ship in twenty years, and he's like, "No, no, it's not enough. That ain't good enough for me." Yeah, yeah. I mean, she doesn't. She uh, she's, I think, wants to. Uh, you know, she knows how insane that <laughs> that uh, that request is to allow him to. I mean, this is basically you know in Picard when he, they allow. Um, uh, Rios to stay behind. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, uh, like, no. yeah. If anyone found him, like, if anyone saw his green blood, yeah, like, she would be fucking over. Especially since he works in um, in the mines. Like, that's, yeah. That's well, like, he says he wants to go to a big city. So, yeah. But do, but this do, is back do, when do like his pool, do a pool uh, t- pool shark tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be a pool hustler, but yeah. like that puts him in danger of violence too. Yeah, like, absolutely. Pool hustlers get stabbed and shit. And yeah, he's uh, just gonna wear. A this is the 1950s too, when oh. like all the gangsters had the cool like uh, fucking switchblade switch yeah. knives and shit. Yeah. I feel like stabbing. He's just gonna wear a beanie for the rest of his life and never be seen without it. Yeah, uh, and then like if they see him, he can be like, "Oh, I'm German." Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, got huh. it. Got it. Right. And also, like all of them have like those crazy eyebrows, and no one ever questions them on no, it. No, no, yeah. And yeah. also, I mean, and also like yeah, like they also have a very like you know green complexion because of the green blood. Which, right. Right. Which you don't. You don't see too often in like a lot of like the Star Trek stuff, like. But I think in Enterprise they really play it up. So yeah, you see they have like a green pallor to their face. <laughs> it's just like, and yeah, it just it's not gonna raise any red flags. No, 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 green flags. Green flags, yeah. like their blood. Yeah, like their blood. Uh, so the Vulcan rescue ship lands, and only two Vulcans appear for rescue: Mo and to Grandma. 
to grandma says Mistral and the captain died uh, when when they got stranded and the ship takes off back to Vulcan leaving Mistral there presumably yeah it's because like the um, other Vulcans haven't discovered line mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because, like, because uh, Tamir has been on on earth she discovered the ability to lie right right and he, so they don't even like, they, they haven't questioned her they're yeah. like yeah okay yeah that makes sense but I mean yeah he, they were kind of lying before I don't know well no not really yeah the humans did poison them you're totally <laughs> yeah. right no like they they made me straw like yeah empathetic and stuff but they also made him a fucking liar yeah yeah huh but that's why like yeah they're able to have just like yeah you know, not even question it was like oh, okay yeah they're dead fine so let's go that toxic humanity that toxic humanity toxic humanity baby <laughs> uh so back in the present um trip says that to grandma rewrote human history uh but she calls it a footnote Paul calls it a footnote. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just yeah. Especially yeah. Giving them Velcro. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's it's an okay invention. Yeah. I mean, imagine how like life would be different with just only button cargo pants, though. I want you mm-hmm. to think about that. Like, imagine that, or imagine. Yeah. What if what if humans have developed Velcro on their own? Right. I mean, also like for people like you who can't tie their shoes, like, yeah. what could you do without the Velcro straps? Crocs, clearly. Oh, that's. T- <laughs> I answered my own question. Yeah. I, I should have just looked to my right. Huh. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not, I've never seen you not in a pair of Crocs yeah, since, I mean, since we've been doing this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have my work boots in my car and I change it out of them mm. immediately. Yeah. Your work boots. And I guess like, what? My work boots, they don't have laces either. Oh, wow. They're just slip ons. Oh, like, okay. I got a pair of slip on boots, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have like any. Do you have any tied shoes? Nope. Wow. Yeah. Do you know how to tie shoes? I don't even know anymore, honestly. Do you want me to show you how the rabbit goes around the tree dog? I know the loop-de-loop song, yeah, so yeah, that'll yeah. help me out. Yeah, that's a good... Wait, you're talking like loop-loop-de-loop? No, that's... Loop-de-loop and pull, now your shoes are looking cool. Yeah. From no, SpongeBob SquarePants. I, I'm sorry, I, oh. I'm a little bit out of my generation, which is <laughs> weird because you're like six years older than me. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, I don't know how you know that one. Um, so uh, Topol says that Mistral lived the rest of his life on Earth, presumably. Yeah, presumably. Uh, and it might have been a short life. He might have gotten stabbed immediately when they left. Yeah, I mean, given like their lifespans, like. Uh, he could have lived through the Bell Riots and World War Three. He could have, I mean, lived probably all the way until First Contact, the yeah. real First Contact. Yeah. And, like, gotten a ride back home or something. <laughs> that would have been funny, just, like, yeah, if, if they had gotten a fifth season, like, like, because uh, they do uh, kind of, like, you know, especially that epi- the Mirror um, episode, mm-hmm. the, um, the mirror universe episode of enterprise like we get yeah. to see like a reimagining the first contact mm-hmm. uh, like where it's like you know the vulcans land and and actually like uh zephram cochran's you know evil and shoots him with a shotgun hell yeah <laughs> and so so it would have been funny if we did have an like a later episode where which we is saw like an elderly mistral like honestly connecting the, with the like, even like hey yeah. what's going on i've been here the entire time yeah that, that i think <laughs> that is the far more like reasonable Thing that would happen i mean like mm. in in the world that we live in if aliens landed someone would shoot him with a shotgun yeah absolutely yeah no it's no no question <laughs> at least in america i mean like, we we are living in the we are in the mirror universe of of a better one so. <sighs> we are in the terran empire indeed <laughs> yeah. that's unfortunate 
Uh, thanks, Taryn Brandon. Uh, so, um, Trip wonders what happened when Mistral died. Mm. It's a good question. We don't know. It's a great question. He had green blood. Yeah, I mean, his green blood and weird ears, man. Well, that's what I'm guessing. And, you know, you kind of have to like fill in, like you know, what you think probably happened. And the fact that he went undiscovered, it could mean like you know, he probably had like a group of trusted humans that he confided in mm -hmm. his true identity. Like uh, you know, I'm an alien. Like that's why I was, ex you know, you kind of expected I mean, that. Well, the end yeah, of this episode. especially. Oh yeah, and I, I wanted to talk about it. Pawn far every seven years, he gets the pawn far. And if he's not able to fuck, he goes insane. Yeah. Right? And so, like, every seven years, like, that's, that's like, that's bad. Because we see that, like, Vulcans get, like, real touchy and, like, mm -hmm. kind of creepy when they're in the pond far and, yeah. and can't find consensual sex. Yeah. So, like, I have I have concerns about Mistral. Well, that's why I, I, you, I, you kind of assume, like, he probably did develop a relationship with the bartender. Like, yeah, um, but she's only around for so long. She's only got a human lifespan. Yeah, and also like can he's doing keep, the Highlander stuff can, where he just gets he a keep new her, wife. Yeah, well, <laughs> can he keep her around for like all time? Because like, I'm, you know, first she's gonna see the ears. She's yeah. gonna like know he's a Vulcan, and also like, yeah, he's gonna like not age while she ages and dies. Yeah, I don't know. Uh who knows? Who knows? Well, apparently Mistral was uh, successful at hiding his true identity till the end of his life. Yeah, maybe. Because maybe. because the next line is Tapol says uh, they're like, is, is any of this true? And Tapol says, well, you asked me to tell you a story, implying that the whole thing might have been false and just completely made up. But yeah. does does Tapol like know how to lie like that? I mean, I mean, she's just like she's been around like, humans for a while, I guess. So. It's also like this is at the, or very early on in Enterprise where like mm -hmm. the Vulcan High Council's being very secretive with humans. Very true. And not and are purposely withholding a lot of uh, technology and information mm -hmm. that's useful to them. And so I it's mean, just like if you were the Vulcans, you would too. I mean, like yeah. seeing how humanity has played <laughs> out with like new technologies and shit. It's been um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Bad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it's like I mean she told them the true story and they were incredulous and you know, and just like, you know, that clearly didn't ha really happen. Yo, you're just pulling our pulling our chain. She's mm -hmm. like, yes, that's exactly what I was doing. You know, and just <laughs> just like didn't want him to think about it because like she is confiding like some, you know, it's probably a secret that's been within her family their entire time, you know, entire life because it's like if, if it happened, if it, ha if it like, happened, because she goes on to say that uh, she went to some other caves and parks on her leave as her duty as a geologist. Yeah. Which is like, so she, you know, maybe not, was not spending like time in Carbon Creek for any reason other than like mines are there. But I mean, the end shows that she was telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she thanks Archer for the meal, even though they only had wine, and excuses herself. Well, is, 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 is wine a meal? This is my question here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, in the future. I mean, is grapes a meal? In the future, it could have been like protein wine. Who knows? Pro protein. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's just like, this has all your vitamins and minerals that you need in a nice little convenient wine glass. Pro protein wine sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like a chocolate protein shake with yeah. like a glass of wine dumped it's in. Just thick. Oh, thick. Oh, I love thick wine. Yeah, yeah thick room temperature oh. wine. Yeah, that'd mm. be great. Yum. Um,. So, in her quarters, T'Pol pulls out a cloth from her nightstand, and in it is wrapped a purse. 
Yeah. The one that to grandma had. Yeah. So yeah. it was true all along. Yeah. Which is, I don't know how, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I guess it was true all along unless her grandma just made up a story about a purse that she gave her. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it would be weird that she had, like, a vintage, vintage human purse from the 1950s. So, yeah. <laughs> just that it's been passed throughout her family for, for 200 years. Uh, it would be weird, but you know, people keep weirder things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but no, yeah, it's a it's a true story. Like Mistral, her it's, grand- it's a true story. You're saying, yeah, this is a tr- this is something that happened. Yeah, it's actually something historical. That <laughs> I mean, and also like you know, and, and even like Picard also has like another another like pre um, Bosman Montana first contact situation. You know, with, mm-hmm. um, that detective met like a Vulcan in the woods. Right, right. <laughs> so and so yeah, just like they the Vulcans have just been like hanging out on Earth for yeah. for decades, you know, yeah. before before first contact. So Yeah, and technically like uh and also like didn't um Spock and Kirk go back to like Nazi Germany too. So Yeah. You know, Vulcan was on Earth before the nineteen fifties. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you can consider first contact. Um yeah, and also, I, wait, no, I don't think to pull, like, also, like, Interpri- at a later episode of Enterprise, they go to alternate Earth that was where the um, the uh, uh, future aliens had, had come, went back in time and helped the Nazis out. Cool. And uh, Very so, cool. And so, like, um, uh, Archer goes, and they they have to change the timeline back to normal. And nice. I'm pretty sure to pull went back, but yeah, it has, like, those weird um, aliens that look like Draculas. Uh, in Nazi oh, uniforms. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the and actually, like Nazis. the the one alien in that episode, uh, the one that's like uh, that they kind of capture and, mm-hmm. and later shoot was played by the actor who played Tuvix. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So he Tuvix always gets fucking murked. Tuvix, yeah, Tuvix. That, that guy is, yeah, he's like Sean Bean. Like you, you rent him in order to kill him <laughs> yeah. in your property. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty awesome. So that's the end of the episode. What do you think of this guy? Oh, it's one of my. I loved it. It's one of my favorite episodes. It, it, I think it's one of the better episodes of Enterprise. In that, like, I don't know, it's uh, episode of Enterprise without like specifically like bad politics. Yeah, because there's a lot of episodes of Enterprise with uh, lackluster politics. Yeah, yeah. yeah I and, mean, and it, things that aren't resolved, been, things that aren't like you know, we were talking earlier about like torture in Star Trek, and there's yeah, because they, like, ha- they have their own nine eleven that happens from, yeah. the, from the Zindi, right? And so right, right. and so yeah, like the, the Zindi wars and just like the militarization of Starfleet. Yeah, it's not the my ma- favorite. The Mako, the Makos, yeah, the Mako, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Mako soldiers, not my favorite. And actually, one of the Mako soldiers was named after the writer of this episode. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. uh, the Mako soldier with the name Black. Uh, mm, okay, uh, named after him. So. Hmm. yeah uh yeah but this this was a fun episode it was a fun like you know not not exactly revisionist history episode or anything like that but it was a fun you know i mean like like, i I do feel like yeah enterprise does do a lot of revisionist history with mm -hmm. like the uh um the vulcans because yeah we have our canonically first uh two half human half vulcan hybrids that mm-hmm. appear in you know be, so there's like half vulcan uh hybrids that happened before spock right and right. so it uh, kind of rewrites that and presumably could have been like even with mistral if he, he could have had a family at some point so true true yeah interesting yeah i never thought about that yeah. do you think like do you think like half vulcans control the deep state oh maybe hmm. we never know yeah but yeah it's a good yeah. it's a good episode that offered that i think really opened up you know you know, it got to tell a different story and you no know, 
put a lot of what ifs in there. You know, it makes you think about you know yeah. what Mistral's life could have been. Right, and how <laughs> like he might have like influenced Earth history. Yeah. You know, he just he like has, Rios did apparently too. Yeah, like and also like <laughs> to Grandma did with the Velcro. Yeah. Like she introduced Velcro to the world. Like, you don't know, he could have introduced some other technology, like uh, you know, like uh, bondage pants or something. He could yeah. have been the inventor of Jinkos. Yeah. Oh you, yeah. <laughs> do you think they have Jinkos on Vulcan? Oh yeah, maybe those Orbitz drinks that were. Really oh big. yeah, they, they were like uh, it was like drinking like it was like drinking a um a lava lamp almost. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like yeah, you got those weird little chunks just floating in like thick fluid. Yeah, thick the, clear fluid that was great. I, I think they were made out of gelatin too, so it was like yeah. you were you were drinking like a a, a, a meat based beverage kind of oh see that's the thing like he introduced them to an early version of, of the, uh, the protein of protein wine yeah. protein wine yeah you're, that's true i never thought about it like that yeah. there's got to be some protein non, non-al- non-alcoholic protein wine yeah yeah wow that, that's a great that great theory i like that thank you <laughs> non-alcoholic protein wine well perfect i think that's uh, probably a great place for us to end it yeah yeah uh, you got any you got any final thoughts on this episode no go watch it you know yeah, yeah. I, I just finished like a whole rewatch of enterprise and yeah oh know. yeah that's right i saw you were doing that on my server how was that it was great you know like, mm. i mean obviously like you know a lot of the um you know the 9 11 heavy heavy episodes are pretty bad yeah but um which is basically anything after season one but especially season three and four yeah yeah and also yeah the ending's dog shit oh it's the probably, ending is the fucking probably worst. the worst ending in all of star trek yeah um especially considering like the two-parter that's before that final episode it's a great ending point if it mm. ended there it would have been fine but instead like that very awkward episode has to conclude the entire story mm-hmm. with like the death of a major character completely hate unceremoniously it. so hate it no yeah we don't, we don't. i mean but yeah i would say like there are some really good episodes of no. enterprise that are worth checking out and, yeah definitely i don't yeah. know if the whole series overall is worth it it's yeah. it's one of the lesser star treks for certain yeah absolutely yeah but uh no it's still i mean it has its high points uh the actors all put in great performances there's no one who's calling it in like robert beltran is on voyager <laughs> yeah. yeah if anything like flocks uh, himself like uh he's he's a he's amazing character oh, like, Dr. Fox is sell, he sells it every mm-hmm. single episode of course also you know can't go ever go wrong with um you know shran tran is great oh, yeah as uh, jeffrey combs yeah jeffrey shran, combs yeah. like jeffrey-, yeah, jeffrey combs i think plays more roles in enterprise than he does in like any other series like he's in mm-hmm. he's in a bunch of stuff in enterprise I think he plays more characters in Deep Space Nine. He might be. Well, I mean, definitely technically because he plays like seven different versions of Wayun. Yeah, and, and then yeah. of course, like, yeah, you have like, um, yeah, you have Wayun, you have uh, um, Brunt. Brunt, uh, you have, was he Damar? No, he wasn't Damar. No. Um, you also have the one ep- uh, alien that wanted like the um, the Kira sex tape. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, so I think, yeah, it plays three characters total, I think. Okay. Could be wrong. Could be more. I mean, we're counting all eight <laughs> way-ins. Yeah. So. yeah, count all eight way-ins. So. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, that's a great place for us to leave it. Thanks right. for hanging with us, Soyagers. Be well, travel safe, and uh, check out Carbon Creek. It's a pretty good episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. I love it. All right. Thanks for checking with us, Soy Boys, Girls, and Overly Beans. Hang, Hang dong, dong and shocker. Soy, 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 soy,